<laughs> Welcome to the Loudly Tarot Podcast. Hi, Esther. Hi, Holly. You were on Ask a Badass this past week. I was just going to say, did you listen to it? I oh, you, I know you listened to it, kitchen. actually, because <laughs> yes. I told you in the episode that I would only take criticism from you about a joke I make consistently via, <laughs> via, Facebook, via Facebook comment comments. or like pigeon carrier to the podcast episode itself. Yeah. <laughs> so for our listeners who don't know, uh, our podcast buds that we talk about constantly, Heaving Bosoms, has a secondary podcast on their feed where our friend Nat interviews people who are like kind of part of the heaving bosoms oeuvre <laughs> and i was on last week's episode and it was really yeah, really really fun it was super fun very different not not a different side necessarily but like they get to like flesh you out a little bit more than just us talking about tarot yeah it was more so was general fun. so it's basically like 30 minutes of just banter <laughs> Exactly. But the funny thing is that in a part of it, I was talking about how I like the only method I had of tracking which romance novels I was reading as a teen was by keeping the paperbacks that I bought like at the grocery store and how when I graduated from college and moved to Florida, my mom threw all of it away and she texted me yesterday because she had a bone to pick with my characterization. She fact checked you. (laughs) Yeah, she fact checked (laughs) me and was like, well, if you remember correctly, when you moved, I said, what am I supposed to do with all your stuff? And you said, oh, I don't care. You can throw it away if you want to. And that included all of my books. <laughs> oh, oh! So it's like the umbrella. If the books fell under the umbrella of all, all of that stuff. stuff, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you were thinking like clothes. And oh well, no, like I was thinking like all. Things. You know how maybe maybe this isn't a thing. Well, it probably is if you're homeschooled, where you just like keep all of the schoolwork you've ever done for literally no reason. Oh, and it's just worst. like in a box in your closet and you know you're not going to go and read through any of it but yeah. like you also can't really bear to throw anything away part away with it because it was like a full week of your entire life yeah like, exactly and like when yeah. you're a teenager you haven't had that many weeks of your life and so you're like man I spent you know 100 hours working on this thing so I better keep it forever I'm sure I'll care yeah uh, yeah I'm sure it'll come back so I was thinking stuff like that <laughs> Because that's the sort of thing where it should just be thrown away, but it's hard to bring yourself to throw it away. Right, right. Somebody has to do it for you. Yeah. (laughs) But all the books were under the umbrella of, oh, just throw it all away. Yeah, exactly. So she (laughs) she also corrected me and said it was not just like one Tupperware container of books, which is how I envisioned it, but like, like hundreds of books piled under every single piece of furniture and in the closet and just all over the place. So that sounds like my bedroom at my house. What kind of books did you collect that way though? I collected, okay. So Christian romance novels. Mm -hmm. So I had tons of those. And then um, Christian romance novels are romance novels in which there is only a kiss at the very end. And like a fade out. (laughs) Yes. And a fade out. Very quick fade out. (laughs) And it's after Um, they're married. Then they can have their first like very chaste kiss. That's why I'm so excited for the next two chapters of your fanfic because the first two were not steamy (laughs) enough for me. And I'm really excited. It's not going to get steamy, Holly. It's not going to get steamy. You're just, it's just so good. It's just so good. <laughs> Esther read me two chapters of her fanfuck on fanfuck. What's fanfuck? Fanfuck. Fanfuck really on a, uh, a Patreon episode last week, and it was really fun. There's like uh, one moment where their, her main character, whose name I can't even remember, shows up to this woman's house after being like, oh, the doctor said she may be delivering early, and she opens the door to the woman's house, and the woman's like, I'm in labor! <laughs> 
And then less than an hour later, she's given birth to twins. Twins. I mean, sure. No, I love that part just because I, you had just asked me, oh, is she going to have the baby on page? And I was like, I don't know. And then the next sentence was she's in labor. And I, I shocked myself. You're like, oh! <laughs> We are all over the place, but all of it is to say that we really love <laughs> reading, I guess. So you had Christian romance novels and then like lots of theology books because oh. I went to Christian college and did Christian seminary stuff. I have tons of had tons of theology books. Um, have we talked about this on the journals? podcast before that I was a religious studies major from like a secular perspective and you were <laughs> I think you've mentioned before you were a religious studies major maybe like an earlier episode it's just so funny Not to me because we probably had to buy a lot of the same stuff same but books, my, probably <laughs> just from t- such different <laughs> angles I remember having to buy a new bible every year because we had to use like the a- big academic ac- like annotated ones oh. but every time I'd buy one I'd be like well I don't plan on taking another class about Christianity and so I would donate it at the end of each semester and then the next semester be like oh god damn it (laughs) oh dang it no god damn it oh my god no pun intended but yes i guess i'll take it and have to buy it it again i bought so many freaking bibles yeah Yeah. i mean well i i hoarded bibles just because there was like a journaling bible oh yeah like different translation like the teen speak bible or whatever that one was called spirit bible yeah exactly so (laughs) oh teen spirit i just had tons of bibles Oh, yeah. Teaser. So your parents so. might have been a little bit less horrified <laughs> when you left all those books there and they had to deal with them. Because I think my mom was like, Holly's been reading this much romance. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> well, I also there in my hometown, there is a used bookstore where you can go trade in for like credit and stuff. Mm. So I kept everything kind of flowing. Like if it was a favorite, I kept it. But if like after the school year was finished, I traded it in for smart, store smart, smart. So yeah, yeah, I was I was from too rural of an area. We didn't have that, <laughs> so I just yeah, kept them yeah. all forever. <laughs> just hoarded them all like a dragon's hoard of books. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do like the idea of having so many. I guess not hidden under my bed, but stored under my bed that like my mattress starts to like like be like on a, a yeah exactly <laughs> with books underneath. Like there's a pyramid, or I guess a cone because pyramids would be too blocky for this, but. Like a cone yeah. of books with my mattress perched on the top because I just can't I stop that. collecting romance novels. <laughs> That'd be such a cute retelling of the princess and the pea. Like, <laughs> and she like collects so many books. What would be her. the moral? Because the princess and the pea's moral—I can't remember what the princess and the pea's moral well, is. Because like she was too bratty and picky about her bed or something. Oh, it was some sort of lesson like that. Because I feel like that was a lesson. Or that was a lesson that was conveyed to me. I know, seriously. I think that's why I can't remember it because I'm like, well, it didn't. Obviously, I didn't, didn't care about me, the obviously. message of that of that like parable. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to be less picky. So, but yeah, it would be yeah. so. I guess in the version where there's like a mountain of romance novels underneath it, it would be like finding your like inner heroine. Oh, like that's the moral like of the it. story. Like trying to identify the traits of a like competent badass chick and that's the moral of the story i'm gonna use that we'll find a way yeah anyone who's a writer (laughs) and illustrator because i think this would be a really great children's book oh yeah oh my god because like there's just the visuals are very compelling yeah that'd be so cute
Okay, well, our topics have ranged far and wide. Should we choose a card <laughs> of the day? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sometimes we just get too excited to talk about things. <clears throat> yes, very true. We're like, we have all very- these fun things that we need to chat about. My mom needs her name to be cleared. <laughs> <laughs> From being the person. Okay. So it's your turn to pick card of the day. It is indeed. I'm using Everyday Witch just as a little bit of a throwback. Oh, that's fun. I know. I love that deck still. I was reorganizing my deck collection yesterday yeah. because... Because you got new shelving? Well, it's the same shelf, but I realized that the problem was that the shelves themselves were like 18 inches tall. And so that's just like three times the height of most tarot decks. So it wasn't right. very well utilized space. So I bought like a spice rack almost sort of thing, like a okay. spice arena seating. I don't know. What do you call that? Where it's like three platforms, one raised up slightly higher than the next. What is the, I'm sure there's some sort of actual shelf for it. It's a spice shelf. Graduated shelving. Who the fuck knows? Anyway. Um, I have no idea. So I was reorganizing my stuff and I realized like part of the reason that I really needed to do that is that I have all of these decks that just like. I couldn't see because they were at the bottom of a pile or behind a bunch of other oh, stuff. Yeah. So this is one of them. And oh, that's fun. yeah, an oldie, but a goodie everyday witch. And our card for the day is <laughs> the six of swords. You're like, sorry, Holly, I have to leave you. You're being, I have to leave. So all over the place today. <laughs> I need to find somewhere else to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get it together, I promise. Oh, psh, it's fine. We're fine. This is normal. This is Everything's normal. Everything is fine. This is like the least of my concerns for the week, so we're good. <laughs> Esther's on vacation and also very sick in several yes. different ways. <laughs> in several different ways. I'm just over it. Thanks, body. I hate you. Okay. <laughs> so our first question is from Anonymous. My question is, how can I make friends? I feel like I've struggled since leaving school to translate acquaintances into friends just in general. But more specifically, currently I enjoy being part of the Terra community on Instagram or IG. But I feel like I would like to make closer connections with people, but I just don't know how to do it. I'm scared of being weird, creepy, annoying, boring by messaging people. It makes me feel like a bit of an outsider, even though I've been on Terra Instagram for years. I would appreciate either some cards for guidance or your own experience of making tarot friends. We'll be your tarot friends. Yeah. I do make attempts to try to respond unless it's like first thing in the morning and then I forget yeah. by the time I get out of bed. Yeah, that's, and that's like that's really bad I do for me. Too. Like, bad on or me. when I yeah. wake up in the middle of the night, if Mac needs to go out, I'll check my messages but not respond to any. And then like four days later, I'll be like... Like, Did I check oh, messages yeah. in the middle of the night? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. But yeah, you can totally message us. Like, yeah. I totally am fine yeah. with that. Yeah, and I'm sure that. that there's a lot of wildlings who also would be totally down for that. But yeah. I think that the main thing is that a lot of people, adult friendships are super hard because you're yes, not like forced into proximity with people quite so much or in the same no. ways. And work friends make you feel vulnerable because you just never know how those things are going to go. And if they're enmeshed into your work and personal lives, that can make it a little bit complicated. Yeah. But so you're definitely not alone. Anonymous. A lot of people feel that way. I I think that like the main thing for me is that it's okay. If somebody thinks that you're weird, creepy, 
annoying or boring. Because if you're just saying like, oh my God, that's such a pretty deck. Or, oh, I thought about you the other day because, you know, this deck came up on my feed. Even that, which is a little bit of a weird thing to say to somebody you're not close with, still wouldn't make you feel that weird or you know, I guess like it wouldn't, that wouldn't make me feel so weird that I'd be like, oh, yikes, I need to block this person. I would just be like, oh, right. they're enthusiastic. I'm glad that I they're made an impression. about me. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But also maybe that's the Taurus Leo <laughs> fixed sign thing. That <laughs> yeah, Colin fixed sign thing. Yeah. They're like, yeah, yeah, flatter yeah. me. My Capricorn flatter rising me, is into this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just say nice things and we'll be good. Uh, I think just starting out, like, commenting on people who have, like, similar interests or similar decks that you use. Like, oh, I really love this card yeah, or this deck. Yeah, yeah. Like, just starting make – just, like, don't force yourself to have full-blown on conversations with people. Just, like, stop in their comments. Like, leave us, like, a cute little comment or something. And then, like, if there's a story, usually people, like, will message me through my stories. Yeah. So th- if there's, like, an Instagram story that you connect with, just reply to that story. And you can start a conversation with someone, like – you know, like, oh, you know, I really love your snakes and like what, what, what are their names? Well, and I think like that that, like, that actually brings up you. a really good point, which is like, it's not weird for you to reach out to people on social media in the tarot community because we already know that there's a common interest there. Yeah. And at least one, because we know that you're into tarot and with tarot mm-hmm. sometimes comes a lot of other sort of joint interests. Yeah. And so it doesn't, like, you know that you can just fall back on that. <laughs> yeah, because people all the time are asking, like, what, <clears throat> well, what does this death card mean in this context? Or what does this mean in this context to you? And you can always, like, just respond back with, like, well, this is how I view, this is my viewpoint of this. Yeah. Like, you don't have to make huge paragraphs or, like, like it's not like an in-person interaction with someone where you have to kind of, like, get keep their attention. Yeah, 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 that's friend. true. It's way more low pressure. I guess another thing to think about, though, is like what you're perceiving as feeling like an outsider. Like, is that because Mm -hmm. there's a specific group of people that you feel like you follow a lot of them and they're always talking to each other? Or because maybe there's like a similar group that you might already have a connection with that, you know, might be a better place to look as in terms of like, am I an outsider or do I feel sort of like integrated? Because I'm constantly finding people on Instagram who are part of the tarot community with which I have like no mutual followers and they mm-hmm. have like 10,000 followers. Like yeah. I somehow yeah. they're a big account that I've just never heard of. And nobody that I follow on Instagram has ever heard of. Like there's just mm-hmm. sometimes that happens. And so just saying like, you know how, like what am I letting myself, what am I letting me tell myself about feeling like an outsider? What does that actually mean to me? And then like mm-hmm. maybe, continuing to just sort of like follow more people and interact with more people instead of kind of just like keeping the scope smaller maybe. Yeah. And sometimes there can be certain groups that are gatekeepy or that if you don't feel like you measure up, they won't pay attention to you. That's where I've run into before in the past is like, if I don't measure up to their standard or have their items or have their look, then they're not going to pay any attention to me no matter how many times I tag them or speak to them. Yeah. So it's it's sometimes. Don't say that because I am such a space cadet about people tagging me No, no, no. It's not. Oh, no, no, no. No, it's more Am I being an asshole? Esther. No, no, no. No, it's more of like leaders of movements within the tarot community. Oh, yeah. Like like any big teacher or whatever. Yeah, like teachers or like specific like God, we actually got a really interesting question on Instagram about that because this person, and obviously I don't have the question in front of me, but signed up for a certification course and was like, 
mm-hmm. like more like three quarters of the way done going, what was the point of this? I didn't even like grow more connected. Like I mm-hmm. paid all this money. I did all right. of this homework and it's not even like the person who's doing the certification, like knows who I am or cares about my growth or wants to be part of my journey. Mm-hmm. And I was like that. And so yeah. her question was basically like, why do people sign up for these? <laughs> Almost. Well, what am I supposed to get out of this? I ran into that in one of my last years as a Christian where I would join several different groups looking for acceptance, looking for camaraderie, looking for friends. And because I didn't fit in with them in that way, I was sort of like still on the outside. on the outside. So sometimes you just have to like keep trying, but try different people and like shift your expectations to people who do appreciate you and see you for who you are and appreciate who you are instead of people who basically want to use you for like accolades like oh look how many fans i have or look at this person you know i think that can happen i don't know if that's the case in here but i know that it can also happen a lot like with certain leaders i know that i've looked up to who like at the end of the day don't give a whip about yeah totally oh god i really hope people don't see us that way oh no i I hope not. <laughs> if if we do, please tell us. We are no. Not if you do, like... I don't want to know because that makes me feel sad. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But the reality <laughs> of the situation is, if you do feel that way about us, but it's because that we're not super good on Instagram from Wildly Tarot. That is 100% yes. on me because I forget to check it all the time. And that's my role. <laughs> I'm supposed to be in charge of the Instagram. And I will realize that it's been days and have all of these like, so-and-so mentioned you in your stories. And I'm like, fuck, I totally should have checked this earlier. So if you feel like the Wildly Tarot account isn't that friendly, that's on my, that's completely my fault. And just tag our actual accounts and stuff in the future mm. because we definitely tag Wally Tarot and the both of yeah, us. Yeah, exactly. And, and Celestial <laughs> Esther and Holly Enchanted because that is the best way to uh, get something, get a reaction from us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Totally. But I do think that we could probably pull cards for this because just like ways to deal with feeling kind of outsidery mm-hmm. might be a good yeah. place to start. Yes, I think so. Yes, 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 yes. I think it's interesting that we, you pulled the Six of Swords because that is also known as the internet card. Is that? Yes. Oh. Several different people, like, he's cho- chosen that as, like, the internet online social card. So, huh. Because it's, like, traveling, like... Oh, yeah, and kind of disconnected. Like, the wired, electronic, yeah. Huh. That is interesting. So, I, I'm just bringing that up in the context of this first question. All right, first question, Oscar. Keep that in mind. <laughs> Let's pull cards for, like, how to deal with feeling like an outsider and then maybe areas to look for more connection. Yeah, there was something there and then it just left my brain. That's okay. If you think yeah, of it when fine. we're pulling cards, we can add It'll stuff. be in a different question. I'll be like, we should have pulled this for the spread. <laughs> and then we'll just backtrack. <laughs> It'll be fine. This is our podcast, Esther. It's true. <laughs> Okay, so, uh, yeah, let's start with sort of, like, digging into the feelings of being an outsider. Like, what's, how you, well, should we do, what's the reason? I kind of wanted, okay, that's what I was thinking of. Like, what's the limiting belief that they're running up against about them being outsider? Okay. Like, what's, that kind of, like, that core, like, that they keep running into, like, I'm an outsider because of blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, that's in their mind, if it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and then we can pull a maybe pull a card for like what's the truth like what's accurate about that viewpoint uh-huh. like what's the actual truth about what that viewpoint is like and then we can pull like what they can replace it with oh, okay sounds like, good to me i thought they replace it with maybe yeah that's what i was trying to think through and i was like what is the word i'm thinking of <laughs> <laughs> In a, in a land of a billion words. So first we'll pick, like, what what's is that, the limiting like, core belief? belief that they're running into. Yeah. Okay. Oh, interesting. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Okay. <clears throat> what did you get? What did you get? Nope. You first. <laughs> <laughs> I got temperance. Temperance? Oh, interesting, because I got, I pulled the lovers and two of cups. Oh. Hmm. So then maybe the limiting belief is that if you're not, like, completely beloved and someone's one and only, that you're, like, not doing a good enough job. Yeah. Yeah. Because these are, like, two very, like, core partnership cards. Yeah. Like, maybe every relationship needs to be so, so, so important. And, like, then the temperance being... placing lots of value on that. Yeah. That's a lot of balance, though, because the lovers has components of balance. The two of cups has components of of balance. And then, obviously, temperance has... Temperance. ...some balance, too. Yeah. To me, it's it's kind of like tempering those expectations going into a relationship. Yeah. Like, taking a couple steps back instead of expecting for you to have a two of cups lovers partnership there. Yeah. Like, immediately have that connection kind of just take a step back realize that doesn't happen immediately it doesn't have a, happen overnight and that's okay i like that so then the way the truth of the situation would be the next card to pull yes and for that yeah i got the eight of swords and i got the magician so oh. that's a fantastic pair too because the eight of swords yeah. is like sort of self-imposed limiting belief and the reality is mm-hmm. that you have the ability to create whatever you want <laughs> right exactly with the magician exactly. showing up there yeah yeah cool good job tarot way to be i know that was like very straightforward thank you for that direct answer <laughs> yeah, thank you for that direct answer tarot <laughs> jesus christ okay and then what was the last one you wanted to do how to like break through the um, limiting belief? what they can replace that like limiting belief thought with like so instead of expecting those two of thought those two of thoughts those two of cups and the lovers. Two of <laughs> anyway, okay, go ahead. <laughs> expecting those instead of expecting the two of cups and the lovers connection immediately, like what to expect instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes any sense. Uh, I'm trying to think of. I need to be able to like focus on the question when I'm pulling cards for it, and so if it's too general of a concept, my brain just like can't handle it so let me try to rephrase what you were just saying and see if you agree to it (laughs) okay okay so the third the first question was what's your limiting belief the second question was what's the reality and the third question is going to be what you can replace the limiting limited belief with yes like what to focus on instead of that limiting belief okay okay so kind of like a how to move forward idea because i guess i'm just Yes. yes okay okay my brain was getting stuck on the second question being very similar to the first question because wouldn't the truth be the thing that you focused on to, rather than the limiting well, belief? But I want an action more so for this. Right, right, exactly. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's early. Critical thinking with Holly. I'm just like, and we're both flummy, so yeah, gonna... we both are just a little bit congested in mind, body, and spirit. Uh... <laughs> oh, I got the sun. Oh, we'll see. I got the fool and I got the three of cups. So I think that's just have fun with it. Go in. What deck are you using? I'm using our wildly tarot deck. Oh my God. It's like vibing with us. It's so good today. That's funny that we go to, we use our own deck and one of the first decks we ever reviewed. And it would feel like our cards were like communicating with each other via space and time. Space and time. Yes. I love it. This is so why good. I love this shit, Esther. Okay. I know. So, but the sun, the fool, and the three of cups is really like, don't, like, just try to do it for fun. Try to do it because it's exciting yeah. and light and, it, like, you know, maybe nerve wracking, but also, like, the fun parts of it rather than the I'm going to feel more connected parts of it. Right. And, like, that, like, I keep thinking back to friendships that I've made on Instagram. And those connections, like, you interact with each other, but there's not that, like, long-lasting connection. It doesn't come until, like, I think, like, six or eight months later after you've made those initial connections. (laughs) I don't know. Rachel really, really made us be her friends quickly. Very willingly. Well, I did give her that reading, like, our first patron. I know. So we were, like, latched the hips and I know. I'm just thinking, like, (laughs) the connection between us and Rachel was, like, she was, like, I'm going to be friends with you guys. And then, like, two months later, we were, like, very close friends, like, sending each other shit. close friends, yes. Yes, yes, yes. So, but I just, from just past experience with different friends beyond Rachel. Rachel's an exception. <laughs> Rachel. Because we video chatted. Every time we video chat for any sort of reading, it ends up being like a four-hour video <laughs> chat. So. <laughs> anyway, so, but just kind of like, just have fucking fun with yeah. it. Like, just enjoy the people that you kind of, like, pique your interest. And, like, and this don't pressure maybe like Instagram so advice in general. Like, when it starts not feeling fun, stop doing it for a little bit. There's reasons that yeah. Esther and I accidentally go on week long breaks from Instagram. And it's just because like, yeah. suddenly it's not feeling fun and it's supposed to be fun. And I think another component of it is that a lot of people in the community have side hustles that relate specifically to selling stuff on Instagram. And so those mm-hmm. people and their consistent posting schedule and kind of the like a little bit more intense nature of what they're doing is going to be really different than if you're like, we're I got like we want people to listen to the podcast obviously but us communicating with people on Instagram is more related to trying to feel connected in this crazy world than like Mm -hmm. like trying to grow follower count yes exactly yeah I mean my follower count is not very high at all but you have some incredibly meaningful relationships so it just doesn't matter exactly size doesn't really matter yeah exactly but I do think that that's an important component is that a lot of people are selling their readings by being a persona. And so those people are people that are maybe a little bit harder to get like friendly connections with because their goal still is as a business person on Instagram, rather than just like somebody who really likes looking at pictures of pretty tarot decks or like cauldrons smoking or pets sitting on (laughs) books or whatever the fuck, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Just have fun with it. Anonymous. Good freaking luck. Thank you, Anonymous, for your question. Yeah, exactly. That was fun. And also we got to use a bunch of different skills, which is also fun. 
Our next question is from Lynn, and Lynn has a question about uh, her Bachelor of Arts exam. So I have my Bachelor of Arts exam on the 12th of February, where I have to present my paintings and talk about them and my thesis, and I'm getting a bit nervous. My question for the cards would be on what I should focus on for my presentation to get the best results or to be more self-confident. I drew a few cards for myself, but I'm still a newbie and not so sure what the cards want to tell me. Well, those are both good questions. Let's just answer them both because I think both are valid. And also short. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Very, very good. Very goodly constructed questions. What is coming out? Esther, (laughs) Esther, I love you so much. You're a beautiful genius, lovely person, (laughs) wonderful, smart, gorgeous, hilarious person. I don't know about smart anymore. You just said, you just said (laughs) that was a goodly constructed question. I know I couldn't stop my mouth. <laughs> it came out and I was like, goodly is not the word we want to hear. Especially in the context of like, you're so good with words. I know. <laughs> uh, my brain is just, brain I, is I, I was telling, I was actually telling Rachel today because I was voice noting her. My med- my afternoon, it was like probably like one o'clock in the morning for her. <laughs> And so I messaged her, and all of a sudden my mouth just started speaking things. I said, that was Bernice, my alien. <laughs> she has taken over now. <laughs> Esther is has stepped out for the moment, and Bernice... Bernice has taken over, and we'll take a message for her when she returns. Yeah, my small gray alien that lives in my skull, like in Men in Black. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, anyway. So let's pull cards for some areas to... Obviously, you know your art better than we do, so... Definitely, like, try to dig into the parts that make it unique and special and focus on that. But we'll pull cards, too. But also trust your gut. Don't just go based on what we tell you. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so focus of presentation. I love. I swear to you, I shuffled this deck. What did you get? The three. I got the two of cups. Oh, interesting. relationship that she has with the paintings. And I got the ten of pentacles. So I I feel like that's saying that the focus should be on the stuff you feel the most emotionally connected to, because that's the stuff you like funneled so much of your creative energy to. I like a pentacles Mm -hmm. card coming up in this context, because I think a lot of the times people don't think about pentacles with art, but you're creating something tangible. So it's not just the emotional component of art. It's also that you're physically doing something. And so I feel like that pairing is kind of beautiful about Mm -hmm. something that you freaking love and feel like you put all of this effort into well and this like exhibit is your dynasty yeah essentially that's what the ten of pentacles kind of is to me this is like your history of who you are in this program so i think that like it just focusing on that and then your connectedness to, to these paintings your personal connection to them how much you enjoy them and what kind of emotions went into them would be a really good focus yeah that's a great idea Okay, so then how you can be more self-confident, Lynn. Oh, I, I'm feeling this today, Esther. This is so nice. Okay, so one card flew out of the deck, and it was our full moon card. Oh. And the full moon is right before her exhibit. I'm looking. It's a Leo full moon. You're welcome, everyone, for all this On energy that's going to come. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to be the ninth, but yes, that sh- the full moon is going to be there. So you have some like full moon energy yeah. going into this project. And it's and- like, I think that the sort of like vibrational stuff that some people like me experience with the full moon where you feel a little bit like 
like the energy is super, super high and kind of like yes. vibrating. That would make sense in this context when it's something that you're kind of like nervous about. But yeah. the other thing about the full moon is that it's about a culmination of energy. And so mm-hmm. like remembering that this is part of the cycle and then paired yes. with my card, which is the nine of cups is like, you should be feeling kind of like accomplished and like this is the culmination of a lot of energy and you should be feeling buzzy and enthusiastic and all of the, and like proud and all of these things. So that's the thing to focus on rather than nerves is just like, I fucking did it. And now it's going to be over. Like I don't have to do this again. (laughs) Well, the phrases on our full mom, our full mom. Oh my gosh, Holly, how do we even have a podcast? We're on an audio (laughs) medium. Focus Esther's mouth. Okay, so on our full moon card, it's first of all, it says don't panic. Yeah, that is the very so, first thing. The that very it says. first thing is don't panic. The second one is it's it's the culmination of energy, which I thought was perfect for this. Yeah, it's like the culmination of all you've worked hard for. And then the third thing is, is release those negative patterns. So figure out like what negative patterns are influencing you right now and just release them. Like even yeah. if you do like a little cauldron burning ceremony where you write like the negative anxiety. Out, like, Ooh, them. that's a fun idea. Yeah. And so that would be like super appropriate yeah. to do, like, what, four days before your presentation? Yep. Take a piece of paper, write everything that you're nervous about, and then light that shit on fire. Release it. Release exactly. it. Get rid of that. Yeah. You don't need that in your life. Exactly. Awesome. Well, Lynn, send us pictures of what you're doing. You can just email them to us or post them in the Facebook group or message them to us on Instagram. I want to see your art. Yeah, yeah I totally want to see your art, too. Okay, now it's time for some Patreon shoutouts. Oh, and we Yay. need to select our Patreon reading of the month. month. Okay, so Holly, pick a number between 1 and 112. It's 42. 42. Aaron V. Aaron V. You will get a reading from Holly this month. Yes. So uh, message us on Patreon or email us to set that up. I've realized that when we say we'll message people, at least I forget immediately because it's so early in the morning when we record this. (laughs) If you get me, I will message you. It's fine. (laughs) Esther's way more responsible than I am. It's because right after the episode, I go to sleep and Holly stays awake and then I can't remind her to message somebody. Yeah, exactly. Esther's asleep, so she can't remind me and I am like rushing to get out the door, so I can't remind (laughs) myself either. (laughs) So Aaron V, please email wallyjarpodcast at gmail.com or message us on Patreon and we'll get back with you. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. And our first Patreon shout out today is Rebecca. And Rebecca. Rebecca. Hi, Rebecca. Thank you for your support. Um, I hope you've listened to Esther's fanfic already. Your card, Rebecca, is strength. Oh, okay. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Maria, your card is the three of cups. I'm swearing to you. I'm shuffling this deck. I know. It's just, it's happy to see you, Esther. I like that like three episodes after we talk about how they're just pieces of paper and they don't have any sentient thoughts. I'm like, your deck is so excited to be being worked with. (laughs) It's like, oh, I love Esther. To what be am I used. to be used by you? Thank you. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Jordan, your card is temperance. Oh, which I also have already pulled today. today. I know today they're just like here they're for excited it. Excited to be with us. They're like finally these bitches pulled it off the shelf. Yeah, seriously, it's been so long. Uh, do we have any other announcements? Not at this time. No. Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> 
All right, so it's time for our deck of the week then. I'm super excited about this deck. Our friend Katrina has been asking us to review this deck for like months and months and months and months, but I didn't have it. And you didn't have it. No, you probably did have it. I had it, I think, I've only had it for like three months, I want to say. Okay, and I got mine last month because I I don't know why I was putting it off. I think you bought one of the banged up copies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I... I guess it's just because it's expensive. Like this deck is yeah. like seventy to eighty dollars. Yeah, but I got one that had a dented box for a significant discount. Which yeah, they do they do really well with doing dent box sales. So. And I like never have a problem with a dented box. It's like just no. not something that makes me upset at all. I don't know why because no. a lot of people really hate it, but I just don't care. No, I don't care either. I mean, so, I throw half my boxes away. So. I mean, maybe that's what it is. <laughs> and at, when we get to the full-blown review, I do have thoughts about this box. So anyway, we okay, are good. talking about Threads of Fate Oracle today. Their website says, we do not consider this deck as simply an Oracle deck. Well, you, well, we trust that you will pull the cards you need at any given moment. Our intention is that after you pull a card, you feel armed to make real changes and integrate the messages from spirit and your own knowing. We've built this deck so it can be used daily. It's created for you to find detailed messages within both the imagery and the content. We want to challenge the user to visually and consumptually broaden their tools of engagement. Each card contains thoughtful, multi-layered messages that allow you to view many facets of the same concept. Our elemental cards, 38 total, so it's like four suits of eight. Uh, contain an overall message as well as messages associated with an herb crystal or animal ally. Our throne cards, which is the remaining 23 cards in the deck. That's like my own math. So I might've done that wrong because I know there's 55 cards, but yeah, 32 plus 23 is 55. Yeah. Kylie, you can write me a message about how proud you are of that uh, at any point. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Our throne cards are larger concepts and archetypes. While these won't have the same structure as the elementals, they will also be dynamic in the content. In addition to that, we've included practical advice, exercises, and journaling prompts, and the language in the deck is completely gender neutral. So, yes, there, there are four suits of eight for each element. And then the 23 ele- or the 23 throne cards, which we'll get to in the general impressions. But I do find it, I can't tell which card is part of which element. <laughs> yep. Uh, maybe the, co- I would say like the colors, but I haven't even, I haven't noticed the colors like being similar. Because a lot of the colors are just teals and, I mean, it's gorgeous, like Pinks teals and purples, purples yes, and yes, stuff. So it's beautiful. maybe a little, maybe we need to look into that a little bit more. But anyway. Yeah. So yeah, 55 cards and the uh, booklet is laid out in the same way. It goes by element or actually has a writ, like initially a bunch of j- different spreads. Then yes. by element, then all of the throne cards and then journal mm-hmm. prompts at the end. Um, yes. But where can you find this deck on their website or in secondary sellers? Like indie shops, yeah. Yeah, some indie shops or their website, which is thethreadsoffate.com. How this deck's deck, what? Now I'm losing my language skills. I blame You're you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it's a catching disease. Yeah. Internet. That apparently, yeah, goes through wires, which is like, <laughs> I think, an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um <laughs> Anyway, so literally how it physically is. I I found the cardstock because it was listed on their website. Yes, I, I was searching, searching for the cardstock. I was like, yes, they have a list. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do my one job. <laughs> <laughs> the one expectation of me can be fulfilled. Yeah. So do you want to talk about the box itself? 
Okay. I, it's actually one of the few boxes that I've intentionally kept. Oh, okay. Because I love the matte feeling of the outside of the box and then like the gold embellishments on the box itself. The gold is, is really, so really pretty. Beautiful. Yeah. And also the book is so awkwardly sized. It's the only place I could fit the book. Yeah, that's true. So I, it's kind of like one of those things like where it's like, I like the box enough for me to keep the box and where it'll store everything nicely yeah so, that's true so the box like the is a big square but obviously the cards yes. are regular card shaped so the idea behind the box is that it fits the cards and kind of like a velveteen inner yeah. box section that i actually find better than most because it's like foam rather than paper yeah. so stuff actually does stay in cutting. it yeah oh, so as soft. you can probably hear, are you a Foley artist. Yeah. Esther's just rubbing her. Um, but anyway, so the internal box actually makes some sense. And I like the foamy, the soft foaminess yes. rather than having it be additional paper because stuff doesn't get like slide underneath it yes. and become a problem. And like you said, the box itself is square and the book is exa- obviously exactly that same square. So even mm-hmm. though it, I tend to not like boxes that are bigger than the deck, I do understand that in this case, it does feel kind of necessary. And since it's not a split deck, it doesn't bug me as much as exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Do you want to talk about other components, components of it? I don't really like that. There's no index of the cards in the front. So it's really hard to find. Like, I don't know if in other subsequent editions that they've like added a index or not but it's really hard like if you're pulling like i use this deck primarily for my year head spreads that Uh i did oh yeah as like a deeper like these are cards where like a deeper lesson for like a three-month period so if i'm trying to like go through and just kind of look up for reference it's really cumbersome to like try to find everything yeah it is alphabetical within the element so if you can figure out what the element is then uh, you can then it's not impossible to find and also the card names are written pretty huge at the like on each page but i totally agree with you sometimes it's nice to just have like a really quick sort of like reference to where you can find it rather than having to to like okay well i missed that card where did it go yeah exactly exactly so that makes sense but i think that that's like really my only criticism is just that layout thing because it really is like an incredibly beautiful deck they yes. did an amazing job with it. And I hadn't noticed until I was reading the guidebook that the throne cards are the only ones with human images on them. For, yes. the, for the most yes. part, it's all animals and trees and plants as they talk about. But the so at first I was like, the use of humans is so inconsistent until I read the guidebook and saw that that was intentional. It was only for yes. these throne cards. Uh, which yes, presumably yes. are a lot of friends of the creators of the deck, but they're I think so people that they know or that um that inspires the call something. for oh yeah 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 inspiration yeah. I think so there's it's really pretty because you can like they're all real actual people and on their pages yes. in the booklet it gives a little blurb about what kind of cool things they're doing and stuff like that yes. so it and feels there, and usually those pages are much longer than the meanings for the other pages. Yeah. It's more fleshed out. Yeah, totally. And so it feels nice and kind of like connected to see all these cool things that these people are doing. And also it sort of makes it feel a little bit more crowdsourced because they presumably selected the throne card meanings based on the bios of these people that they selected. So I think that's really neat. I enjoy She-Wolf because She-Wolf uses people 
like in a similar way but these to me feel like more real people instead of like stylized people yeah 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 it doesn't seem quite so consistently models almost yes yes anyway so yeah that's really cool maybe it is totally separated by color and we're just ding-dongs we're just ding-dongs maybe mine didn't come to me in any sort of like correct order yeah i couldn't and you know that i never ever keep anything in the right order maybe it is (laughs) That the purple cards are the throne cards, the ones that have more. Let's see what take like risk earthy is. Earthy or greens. Hold on, I'm gonna test this theory. Okay. 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 Take risk and love. Right. Oh, maybe it isn't in alphabetical order within the suits. No, it definitely isn't. I totally was wrong. Is love? No, maybe not. Never mind. Because I was thinking the love card is super super pink so i was thinking maybe that's fire but love isn't a fire card what is love what is love (laughs) baby don't hurt me we're asking the real questions this morning (laughs) do 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 just like while i'm trying to scroll through this really quickly and see where love counts and i still can't find it there's no way to know it's gone forever. We'll never I'm, find I'm it. I'm looking. Okay, it's not uh, self-love. There's self-love. Trust. Reflect. It's in, like, what's it called? It's in the throne, throne section. section. Yeah. Wait, what's the page number? 96. Uh, okay, well, there goes my, my theory. Oh, my God. Theory. Did I just what? accidentally shuffle my favorite cards back in? <laughs> No. Okay, we're good. Okay, okay, okay. We're safe. We're good. Okay. <laughs> I would have been like, I'm choosing seven random ones because I will not be able to find these again. Okay, so uh, (laughs) I feel like we're not doing this deck service because of how beautiful it is and how all over the place we are right now. (laughs) Right, exactly. No, I think this is like a super powerful deck when I've used it. Yeah. Like it's it's almost i know it's almost too difficult to use more than one card at a time because the messages are so deep and so yeah. impactful the book is beautifully written yeah and it's, i like that it's like there's no gender mentioned whatsoever in like the pages Anything. at all totally it gives you prompts like journaling prompts it gives you things to do it has meditations inside as well so it's just a, like a really phenomenal like deck it's yeah. a really really deep deck yeah it's super deep i was thinking for our card representing our relationship with the deck, we could read the entry as kind of an example of what we're looking at for the booklet. Cause it really is amazing. And the colors themselves are gorgeous. And a lot of the times it's like a gold overlay of a figure or a black overlay of a figure, like an animal or a plant or a skull or whatever Mm -hmm. over this like gorgeous sort of multimedia, colorful, image of a background or additional information or whatever so it's really like you really do want to spend some time with each card because it kind of keeps going back and back and back yeah and they have several different styles of this deck i think there's like an all black and rose gold deck version of this so if this if these colors are not to your liking they have different um they have one that's all much darker like darker greens and darker purples and darker pinks this one, we both have the like very, very original, original. one that's yeah. a little bit more vibrant. So there are a lot of different variations that you can find on their website. Yes. All right. Well, I think that we're all already on to our favorite cards because we kind of touched on types of readings that we use it for. So let's hear about your favorite cards, Esther. 
Okay, so I I was left this one on the deck because I don't want to be that typical person. But then I saw it as I was shuffling. I was like, well, I'm going to take it back out. <laughs> so I I like movement. The snake's body is just so beautiful around the egg. You're and- allowed to choose snakes every single time. But I just feel like, oh, she's always choosing snakes. <laughs> so it's like the given for Esther. She always chooses these snakes. Um, <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. It's totally fine. <laughs> okay. And then I also um, like fate. The egg is overlaid with gold, and then there's like beautiful so feathers pretty. behind it. Yeah, totally. It's like, and the the gold touches on this deck are really nice and soft. They're not too much to take away from like the visual impact. Well, of the and deck itself. also Arc. the sides are gilted, and yes. they are not sharp at all. It's like more of no. a matte gold, and it's mm-hmm. definitely my preference. I yes, like. I yes, love yes. the edges. Yes, I do too. And then we have Transmute, which is like a big beetle on top of a, like a lily pad, it looks like. And I just really love the blues that play. And then, of course, the gold that's just bling bling is just really nice. Yeah. And I, I won't like say any of the meanings too. because the meanings are so deep and specific. It's hard for me to like encompass. Like, I don't want to fuck up the meaning. Yeah, totally. All. So that's totally. why I'm kind of like avoiding like Transmute means blah, 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 because the meanings like from the artists themselves from the artists it's and creators like themselves it's like a so page good. and a half for each of them so there's not it like is. a simple and it, and it goes into the details of the animal itself of the plant matter that's on there of the scene and so it's just there's so many levels and layers yeah that i wouldn't do it justice by me explaining my meaning behind it that's fine and then i like sacred destruction it looks like owl eyes yes with it does look like owl eyes yeah with like beautiful reds and purples behind Galaxy. it so it looks like there's like a fire and that's oh, thing. so fire. i this is this i think this is like the most pulled card from that deck that i did for readings with sacred cool. destruction i'm into and it i pulled it like several times so that's awesome I also like ancestors because it's a I figure of a person love that's rooted. That card, it's so beautiful. It's like so so pretty. It's yeah, it's like a a person with this like long long leafy hair. There's yeah. a moon around them, and then they have like their actual legs are transforming into tree trunks almost. It's, it's so, so cool. cool, and I just love that there's an ancestors card as well. Like especially as I'm like keep dipping my foot into the pool of ancestor work. Yeah, I love that there's a specific like card, card for it to that. totally yeah paradox is one of the throne cards and i really like this the meaning behind this card and i also like the visual it's That's just pretty it's just such interesting like illustration of a star and like the eyeball the underneath eye. it's yeah, just totally. really really pretty well, do you want to read about that one because i wanted to read about one of my ancestor or one of my okay, throne yeah, cards yeah. yeah yeah i can do, get paradox i know where i know what section it's in <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, Paradox. Where did it go? It's one of the, my most used pages, I think. Let's see, where did it go? <laughs> when you put the book down, it falls open to that page. Every, yeah, I have pages literally falling out. That's how much I've loved this book. Okay, The Seeker, The Sage, The Revolutionary. Paradox, okay. Well, Paradox's page just fell out of the book. So <laughs> it literally did. It literally it did. is yes. alone, like a loose-leaf piece of paper in your hand right now. <laughs> Flapping in the wind. Okay, so for Paradox... This card is a reminder that we can hold two extremes at the same time. Sometimes we focus on things, whether internal or external, and see them as one-sided. But to hold the paradox within us requires strength. To see our most brilliant qualities and our most ugly, to acknowledge that they both live within us, is a gateway to growth. Carl Jung said, The paradox is one of our most 
valuable spiritual possessions. And for anyone who does shadow work, they know this to be true. Yeah. But this can also be difficult for many people if we have been raised in a rigid environment where things are viewed as black and white. It may be hard for us to accept our flaws, let alone love them. And so then it continues to talk about, like, how to, like, identify those, like, the shadow inside and Mm -hmm. then, like, replace it, basically. Cool. I like it. And then I have one more card, and that is withdrawal. And that is because there is, like, juniper berries up top and Aww. a fox that's there oh, and sleeping fox. So, so like, withdrawal. I'm like, that's me, the fox. I, I just me need a nap. Yeah. So, My medicine I, side effect is exhaustion and I can't go on. I know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I also had ancestors. Okay. And then um, I had to point out connect to heart specifically because there's pit bulls on it. I love that one. That one was so good. I pulled that one a few times as well. And I love that. So I'm always a fan of a solid blockhead on a card. Yeah. Um, I, like I also really love the Get Creative card because I love ravens and crows a lot. Oh, yes. Which yes, apparently yes, yes, I yes, talked yes. about last week because my sister texted me out of the blue and said, I can't believe that you like crows more than you like hawks. And I was like, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> What's going on? And she's like, in your podcast, you said you liked crows. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, but what about hawks? They're so much better. And I like hawks, too. I think too. you mentioned them both on the show. I must have. <laughs> so. I don't remember anything I ever say. Even when I listen back, I'm like, oh, dang, I forgot about oh, that. Oh, I've made a really good joke there. Go yeah, me. exactly. I am hilarious. <laughs> All right. My next favorite is Shadow because I'm into bats. Oh, yeah. And I also think that Those that's just really cool. prettily, prettily done with the, as the bat kind of gets closer and more confident, it becomes mm-hmm. the gold bat. Yeah. Uh, so I really like that. I love bats a lot. I also really love the surrender card because it's dark and there's this beautiful weeping willow just in gold. Mm -hmm. It's sometimes hard to see these cards in pictures because the gold is so extensive that I feel like if there's any hint of like a light glare, you miss Uh some of the intricate details of the lines. Yes. So they're so good. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I wasn't buying it. I thought it was going to be too, like, overwhelming or something. But I really have found it to actually be very soft. It just is like a one card at a time, gentle deck that you need to Mm -hmm. spend time with rather than just, like, rushing on from. Yes. I think in person, it's very striking in person. Yeah, totally. Especially to use in readings. Yeah. Yeah. And then Soul Work is my other favorite card, and it's a bee and the gold bee. Yes, I almost picked that one out. That was so, I love that It's so pretty. Bees are, like, my family icon. My mom has a bee tattoo, and I just really think it's so pretty with the gold honeycomb and stuff. Yeah. And then last but not least, I just wanted to talk about the fact that there's a wildling card. I saw that was like, (laughs) thanks. (laughs) This has nothing to do with us because we, uh, this came, this deck came out in 2018 and we started the podcast in 2018. So it's probably not related. (laughs) No, it definitely isn't related to us, but I like it because it actually is kind of like a nice sum up of. Some of the th- traits that we love about yeah. this podcast and about people who listen to it with us, or not listen to it with us, I guess, we're like on it, yeah. our listeners. Who, well, <laughs> we do listen back to it, so maybe they are kind of listening to it with, with us. With us, yeah. 
So uh, the wildling is raw, empowered, and independent. Many people are intimidated by them because they need little from others and prioritize radical freedom, which can be unsettling as most of society operates within unspoken expectations and contracts. The wildling burns the contract and heads into the woods. The wildling comes to us as an ally when we need to break free of the systems that limit us. The wildling within us remembers a time where we lived with the land, where we walked barefoot, when our lives were in alignment with the mater- with the natural world. Wildling is a call for remembrance. A good way to invoke wildling is to dive deeper into our body and hear what it needs from us on our most primal level. The balanced wildling prioritizes freedom but remains grounded. They possess an instinct that may not make sense to others but never leads them astray. They're present in their own emotions and needs and will spend time on their personal development. And especially that last paragraph. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're all about burning down walls that gatekeepers put up too. I I hope so. All right, so let's pull a card to represent our relationship with the deck. And then we'll talk about what we're going to review next week. Mm-hmm. Which is like I on the say. opposite end of the price spectrum as this deck. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Well, okay, so in the book when it's telling like how to shuffle the deck, it's like don't oh, yeah. or shuffle them like a poker. And then we I was do like, it anyway I do it all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Time. <laughs> it's like it's not like intentional. Like I totally didn't mean to do it like that, but it just happened. It just happened. For, the weird thing about this specific level of cardstock is that it's really fun to riffle shuffle, but it also yes. chips more easily. Because it's sturdy. So just go into it expecting that if you shuffle like we do, you might experience some problems. But that doesn't take away from the benefit of the deck. I mean, I've been riffle shuffling the whole time and it hasn't done anything. No, I I haven't. Yeah, I've been shuffling like riffle shuffling for the however many months I've had this deck. And it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's It's, fine. And you can buy a new copy if you feel like you need a new copy. Yeah, you totally mess it up. All right, so my relationship with the deck, I'm kind of hoping for an elemental card so we can read an example of one of those. Okay, okay. Um, Compassion. And now let's try to find compassion. (laughs) And I have self-love. Peacock, I almost heard this one too. That is under, oh, yours, oh, ours are right next to each other. Oh, hey. Yours is on page 73, and mine is on page 75. Oh. So it's two pages. Um, These are both in the water elemental section. I guess we don't need to read the whole thing, but the idea is that there's, like, a couple of paragraphs about compassion, and then because there's a deer skull on this, like a stylized deer skull, it talks about the deer symbolism and what deers represent. Uh, And then another symbol in it is a bleeding heart which I actually don't see, but maybe it's just bad lighting. Oh, no, there it is. It's just very, very, very subtle. Bleeding Heart, and then it talks about, like, what... Oh, no, Bleeding Heart is the plant. I'm an idiot. Oh. (laughs) I literally, if you look at this card, I literally thought that I saw the outline of the bottom of, like, an actual heart. Not, like, the shape of a heart, but a real heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe I'm imagining that, because apparently Bleeding Heart is the type of plant that's wrapped around the deer's antlers. (laughs) And it, so it talks about sort of like the medicinal stuff about bleeding heart. And then there's pink calcite as sort of like a stone that's in there too. And it talks about the pink calcite too. So I actually think it's kind of interesting because there are a lot of decks that have just animals or a lot of decks that, yes. decks that have just plants or a lot of decks that have just crystals. And this pairs all of them and then explains yes. why the symbolism was selected for all of them. Yes. Yes. I really like that. And mine was self-love also in the water section. 
and I've pulled this a few times when I did the readings, and this was like one of the big lines that always stood out to me was, we are conditioned from birth to doubt ourselves, compare or deny or minimize our gifts, hide ourselves away and change who we are. This brainwashing is crippling. We become adults who have to fight to remember ourselves. Oof! I know. That's really beautiful. We become adults who have to learn. Oh, my God. I know. It's like that. You could just like think about that for a whole entire week. Yeah, totally. That's why that's what I'm saying. Like you can't just like draw one of these cards and then just kind of go on with your life. Like this deck was created for an impact. Yeah. And so and then it comes goes into like relationships with other people and how your self-love is so important. And then it, of course, talks about the imagery being the peacock. Um, The peacock doesn't hide itself. The hibiscus. um, The hibiscus is a an ally to remembering and then pink halite is an ally to integration. And I also love that. Like if you are a crystal collector, you can have some pink halite. And as you want to like develop this within yourself, like yeah. that stone with you, or yeah. you'd be intentional about that. So I really like all of those associations. Yeah. I think that that's really well done. Yeah. It's so super cool. Oh my God. Jesus. Okay. One thing that I do have to say, I'll just the last thing I'll say about this deck. Don't put the bottom into the top. If you ever want to get the bottom back out from the top, <laughs> look at how much I'm struggling. It's been like 35 oh seconds gosh. of me being like, <sighs> it's such a tight fit. It's trapped it forever. <laughs> it's never oh. coming out. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Yay! (laughs) You did it, Holly! (laughs) Okay! (laughs) I'm an adult. I'm an adult. I got this. We are adults. Okay, so next week we're going to be talking about the Kawaii Tarot, which is usually like less than $10 as opposed to this one. And it's an app in the App Store for like two bucks, I think. Yeah, so super accessible. Uh, And that's our show. Don't forget to send us your questions. You can find a ton of information or contact information. The deck that we made that Esther used today that was so, so, so connected to us. You can find that. You can find all sorts of stuff on our website. And also tell your friends. I guess I didn't say it's wildlytarot.com. Okay, okay. (laughs) I was like, wait, wait, what's going on? We have a script. Why are you off script, Holly? (laughs) This is the only part of the show where we have a script. What's going on? I know, seriously. (laughs) Also tell your friends about us and review us. It helps us grow. We really appreciate it when you leave a little review. Yeah, it's so wonderful. You can also follow us on Instagram at wildlytarotpodcast or each of us individually. Esther is Celestial Esther. At, g- er, at gmail.com. Yes, that's true. But also her Instagram handle is it's Celestial name, Esther. Yes. <laughs> and mine is Holly Enchanted. And you can also join our Facebook community by searching for Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. Yay! And also big thanks again to Wild Woman Magic for putting together show notes with timestamps for our website. That's yes. so exciting. We love you so much. Exactly. And remember, go forth and tarot wildly this week. We love you <laughs> yeah, all we so do. much. Thank you for holding on to our zany episode. Yeah, we'll probably be normal again next week. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> love you. Bye. Love you. <laughs>